how many of you know how many um how many cups how many ounces liquid ounces in a cup? Eight. Yeah. Who said that? Can I man? No. no. Uh, Alaska on, Tim. Alaska said it. Yeah. Eight, eight, eight ounces in the cup? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> No, no, I'm just checking. I'm over here trying to make make some curry, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's eight ounces. Yeah, it I can never remember. <laughs> I know he, I know he was yeah, cooking. If, if you ask me about like teaspoons and tablespoons into a cup, though, I'm lost. I'm not good with liters. Like, how much? How many ounces in a liter? I'm not good with that. We're diseased by this North American. All the rules are off. Liters, thirty-three ounces. I believe. Thirty-three. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's a it's a little bit bigger than a quart. Okay, good. I, I used to work on the soda truck, so I know these things. America resisting the metric system, still no explanation as to why. No. Yeah. You're right, dude. Like the communist my plot. My temperature thing is all messed up. Because if we if we went to Celsius, I I would have like culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> well no, Celsius, I don't okay, I'm with you there. I I don't really need to go back to that. Welcome to Call Out Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Yeah, you, know, you know what's funny in anticipation of this episode? I tweeted out about the Mary J. Blige episode. No one said shit. We were like, yo, Billy Woods and more mother fucking 1800 replies. Yo, what was, why did they name it this? Yo, is more mother really the dopest out? Yo, is Billy Woods, is he really the, uh, I'm like, damn. Hold on. What is this? Sorry, sorry. I cut out. What's happening? I said, we, people were so amped for this episode. I tweeted earlier today. I'm like, yo, we're dropping a episode about Mary J. Blige tomorrow. Crickets. Alaska tweets, yo, we're going to have more mother and Billy Woods on. Any questions? Fucking 50 mentions instantly. Immediately, you guys are bigger than Mary J. Blige. That's what yeah. I'm you guys are gonna get an EGOT first. <laughs> Mary J. Blige, oh my God. Mary J. Mary J. Fucking real love. Oh yeah, we talked all about that on the episode oh, and yeah. the remix with Biggie. Yeah, we, all, oh, we about it. We, we, about we deem it. that she might be the most important hip hop figure of the '90s. Yeah, uh, from her star breaking. That's, that's- I mean, I know what you guys like to do, but how on that, how on its face could that even make sense? Because of how many people she broke. She how like, many people was it? I mean, she introduced Biggie, Craig Mack, Keith Murray, Murray Jay Z had like one but of the most influential just... hooks on Ghostface record on D'Angelo. Grand Pooba yeah, was already Grand Pooba. Yeah, but, but Grand Pooba. But... But a lot of the songs that she would get on with them, these would be their breaking songs. The songs their breakout break songs. Large, break large. I know, them, but even if they had three quarters of the people you just named is like Puffy. But Puffy, but no, their no, first no, appearances were on with Mary J. Blige. With Mary, it wasn't a bunch of Craig Mack songs. <laughs> Yo, let's let's get no, into this. Said, the fact that that Puffy. I mean, I'm just saying, Puffy is orchestrating the strings behind all of that. <laughs> yeah, he's How did Get to that point. Although you know what's funny is um, I, saw, I totally forgotten how openly 
Biggie used to hate on Craig back and vice versa. <laughs> the, that was some wild shit, man. On the songs with each other. Yeah, they would do interviews and be like, I really fuck with Craig. While they're on the they were like Jeff Kent and Barry Bonds where they were like winning MVPs, but like, yo, I'll spit on that, man, if I see him on the street. Like, they yeah. did not fuck with each other. The, com- the competition yeah, was I, not healthy. They hated each other. Um, right. I think people that didn't like Craig Mack, pers- I think it was really like a personality thing. But there was surly MCs. Around, you know, it wasn't like Craig Mack was unique. No, cool. I know, but it must have just really been horrible to be with this guy on a tour about this stuff. I had zero friends. No, collab- no, collab- no collaborators. No collaborators. What are we here for tonight, ladies and gentlemen? We are Call Out Culture. Shablam Sadiq. Shaboygan. Shablamming back to America. <laughs> Zablamunda. I'm working on a bunch of Zablamunda. All right. It's a really good place to workshop those slogans. (laughs) And I never go back to it. So obviously the work continues. So tonight we are here with the one and only uh, Moore Mother and um, uh, some character. Fred Max Rody from 93. Some some guy who reminds me of of Riff Raff from from the Garfield cartoons. (laughs) <laughs> Always causing trouble dating um women. With Charlie leggings. Brown? No, man, we're fresh. I, I prefer to be referred to as a Nigerian expatriate. <laughs> okay, excuse me. The Nigerian expatriate. The Cormac McCarthy of backpack rap, if I may. Yeah, I go There's a lot of, a lot of acts in there. A lot of acts. <laughs> um, and we're here to talk about y'all wonderful album, Brats. And we just had more mother on the show, and she wouldn't. She was tight lipped. She wouldn't tell us. She dropping hints. She was. She yeah, was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I might come back by the end of the year. We'll see. I was like, Oh, she's like, okay. like, Stay tuned. You hear the ticking. You hear the tick tock, tick tock. And, and it, no, and it I definitely... said you're going to want to have me back on. Uh, we were like, What are you talking about? I, I kind of know. So I thought you all knew. I don't know. I had no. I had you no guys idea. tricked me. I guess. All right. I want. I want to say one thing about the record. The um. And I know Woods doesn't care about this type of stuff, but it's like, first of all, y'all dropped an amazing piece. And then it like leapfrogs all these lists. So like blew up everybody's list. Anybody to put in a list too early, womp womp, too bad for you. Cause I feel like brass is um, the way it came about. We're not gonna, uh, you know, we're not gonna ask typically, but I knew that um, you had the Fury song after you did the um, the Ramsey's collaboration on Shrines, and and the Fury song came out on the Adult Swim, and it was cracking, Willie Green, you know, at the height of his powers. But th- then it, 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 I'd like to mention that um, yes, that the, the the Adult Swim song happened. Also, uh, we did Ramsey's, but we did a show together in oh. Philly. Yes, an Arm and Hammer show, Shrapnel Perform, and then we had a combo backstage about doing something more, and so I just wanted to throw that in there because that facilitated it that face-to-face time. Indeed, and 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 it and it just seemed like it just kept growing from that song. So like Furies to me is like 
It's like Audrey's first drop of blood from Rick from Rick Moranis and Brass is when she grows into the size of the city and starts, you know, saying just chomping things out. Steve Martin down the gullet. You know what I mean? So like I'm 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 really proud of y'all. I'm re- I'm really happy that this project exists. And I think it's um I think one of the big triumphs of the project is it's um uh, you, you can't you can't you can't put it into a you can't compartmentalize it. You're not gonna come up with some 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 nice cute phrase or slogan that they're gonna throw on the on the signs or something like that. And and the, somebody and the re- will try. They don't talk, don't speak too soon. No, they will make a they will make an attempt, but I, I think they will fail just in the sense that it's indescribable than that. You can't you can't pigeonhole this record. The record is is both a more mother record and a Bully Woods record and neither. And I think that was um that was a that was an interesting tightrope that y'all walked and y'all did it very successfully. So, you know, kudos to both of y'all. I'm not on the record, so that there was obviously things that could have been improved. But you know, <laughs> the next go round is always, you know, you gotta leave things for improvement. You know, the engineers always say leave headroom in the mix. So I'm I'm just I'll take that as that. Well, just to say something, I'm interested in what people think of the beat selection because I was looking at uh, Twitter and I saw some people say like, you know, like, oh, that's an interesting beat selection or the beats they picked are kind of weird. And I thought they were really hip hop, you know, like every beat that we chose was just like, you know, just really hip hop. So I'm interested, you know, to know like what the buzz is like, you know, as far as the the beats that we chose for the for the record. I think it's I think the project is very hip hop. Because one, yeah. you spit you spitting your fucking head off. That's first off. More mother, you like you you spitting like you got the M16 clip loaded. Um uh, Woods, he does he does a comparable job. He keeps up, you know. So like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, um, very very. I think that's very stupid. I think it's very hip hop. I think people will try to to pull it in other directions and call it whatever. Like we were saying, I, I don't think that's gonna work this time around because when when you break it down, it's just very ill bars. The hook selections, the transitions on the record is tight. That's all hip hop. That's the DNA of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's yeah. crazy I, unique yeah. at the same time. It's like I mean, it sounds like a hip hop record from ten years from now. Yeah. Like, no, I mean I, mean, I feel I, like it's hip hop. I just mainly think about the beat selection, mm-hmm. you know, because there's tons of there's tons of beats, you know, out there yeah. that we could have grabbed, and these are the ones that resonated with us, you know, the most, you know. I think that I could see where people. I think that one of the things that is interesting about the beats is that there's a, that they go a lot of places, um, you know, because you have those opening songs with Sons of Kemet and Chewbacca's band and um, and Willie Green freaking those that are really organic, um, and even something like Archaeology is on the one hand very much in preservation bag and on another hand there's something a little bit different and funky about it um 
Okay, I can see that. Just stre it stretches a little bit. Yeah, and then you have the then you have the uh, every child actor bit beat is kind of very different on there. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, they did four beats, and Rapunzel is not really like Black Forest in terms of mood, and then Portrait at the end piece. You know, I could kind of, and then Olaf to me was a revelation. Um, obviously, you guys have worked together a lot. Yeah, but. I wasn't really familiar with his work on my own like that. And um, yeah, I really love both of those beats. Yeah, that's how I felt about Child Actor. I don't know, I didn't know much about him, you know? So I didn't know if he, if this was kind of like a curve from his usual style, you know? Oh no, that's it. That's, that's Woods dope. Ace in the hole. I don't yeah, know, I don't know. Dope. It's, All it's, dope. A couple, it's a couple that make like, Indie pop. Um, yeah. I was on tour with one of them a couple years ago, and then we just started working together. Also, did the. Um, did, uh, the Charms Charm, beat. Charms beat off of. Um, off of Shrine. It was just incredible. And yeah, it just has crazy range. I, I don't. I can't even really speak on knowing where what their usual thing is because every time I sat down with them, you know, in the short time we've been working together this last like year and a half or whatever, it's been something different that they brought to the table, but definitely very exciting producers. Yeah. I think I had a wide range in the palette, but also it's, it seemed like everybody kept the same mood, even though the beats were very different, like, like a song, like, uh, and we'll get into the particulars, but like something like Guinness, being so open, but like oh, you finding, yeah, but you I, finding I that, you, yeah, go ahead, Woods, you finding that pocket. I shouldn't have left Navy's name. I mean, obviously a lot of people there, uh, Messiah, Alchemist, everybody, people, people brought some, um, and that's, that's where I can see it because it is, it all fits together, but you know, Alchemist beats don't sound like Olaf's or, Right. Whatever. Um, but the, the navy blue thing, I definitely uh, I definitely he hit me up and was like, I have this beat and I just hear you on it. Oh word. Like, All right, cool. Just like, yo, I just like you should just take this beat. I hear you on it. And uh, sometimes that don't always work out the best. And it's not anybody's it fault. Work out, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh hey, for uh this is incredible. So Furries was uh, a Sons of Kemet sample from the, the British jazz band? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Shabaka Hutchins got in touch, um, and it just went down like that. Excellent. They're really dope. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. yeah. Was, and and to, put, to put them with green, that's like master stroke. So, like, it, it definitely, like, the, the album starts in the soil. Like you're saying, it's real organic. So you got yeah. your hands in the in the dirt when we when we cricking up. There, there's very much very hip hop moments on the record. Um, it's me, dummy. You know what I'm saying? Inoculate the babies. Like certain phrases that'll rise to the mm -hmm. top. And then like I um and I love the first half of the record, but I think the record really hits another gear once we once we get into the to the, to the, to the chimney. Oh yeah. Once once we get to that that groove and chimney. Yep. 
now we're like, I, I we're think it really takes off from when when Franklin James Fisher starts singing at the end of Gang for a Day. Gang for a Day. Yeah. yeah. That like well, just I, I, I want to start. I want to start with that song. Go ahead, Woods. Go ahead. I just said shout out to Steel Tip Dove. Oh, big time. Dove's coming with coming with Manny. So I would, let's start with that song. Get gang for Gang for a Day. If y'all, if any one of y'all want to put us on and break down that song for us, because that, that's really a, a, a hinge piece. That's a real centerpiece for the record. Well, um, Woods had sent me this. He said, I got this idea about this Gang for a Day track. And um, I heard, well, I guess, I, yeah, I heard the beat. I said, oh, yeah, this is, this is great, you know. He had the beginning verse. And then, so I just hopped on the beginning of it and then um, hopped on after. And then I have my uh, friend from uh, the band, the Algiers that I've been wanting to, you know, we see each other on the touring, touring circuit out in Europe and stuff like that. So we've been trying to tour together or just do anything. And I just heard his voice on it, you know? Ah, uh, wow. Reached out and uh as woods like you know what kind of thing can i set him off with and he had this kind of great line about this flag on the door you know just a couple of lines and he just freaked it in his own way and i think it just worked out so brilliant it was probably one of the easiest songs do you think woods it was one of the first ones that we did where um uh, because the, the process for working on this, there was a, a significant gap between um, between Furies and when we started working in earnest. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we'd been talking and exchanging ideas and being like, we're going to get to this. And then it was like, we actually got to it. And when once we started in Gang for a Day, it was the first song that kind of fully came together as a song with both of our verses early on. Because some of them, you know, Camay would be like, oh, I got this beat and here's this piece. And, you know, they're not necessarily, you haven't fully put them together. And then Gang for a Day, I remember listening to that and being like, yo, this is, this is dope, you know, because of the, the, um, like something like Giraffe, Giraffe Hunt from the amount of time we took getting our back and forth together and finishing the whole song was much more significant. But Gang for a Day was quick. Um, and right so, now, now, yeah, um, in that sense, I could see that it was kind of easy. And as soon as that was one where we finished, and I was like, "This is," I was in Dove Studio. I was like, "This is hard. This is hard. This is this is dope." Break break down the concept. And I also for the was listeners. when when Camay when you rap when you rhyme, when you initially rapped, I was like, because Dove was like, "Oh, I thought you were gonna rap over the crazy part." And I was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let her do the hard work." Woods, break down some of the concept in your verse when you said that um like your mom sent you out and she thought you you always thought she was mad, but it's like family is a trap house. Like Oh no, I was just talking about um uh yeah, just sort of comparing, you know, family as an idea to you know, a gang or something like that, which it kind of is the same sort of thing, right? You just don't really mm-hmm. choose them or sometimes you do. And um, just, uh, uh, I don't know. Are you from the era when people would steal your starter jackets? 
Yes, and and you start a cash. Oh, whatever, whatever clothes, and your mom didn't spend that money for you to come home without it. Right. <laughs> very true. You know, and so then sometimes you come home without it, and I, I think at the time you're like, oh, I'm in. Maybe in retrospect, I think about what, as a parent, what you, you know, what what somebody's worried about. My, I don't know. If she was as worried about the fact that. Um, the item which you paid money for was gone, or um, or that uh, <clears throat> that you were being victimized, or whatever. Right. You right. know. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so that that whole thing was just about how you know, basically, one moment you're born, you're part of this. <laughs> you're part of this group of people who's, um, you know, you're going to be aligned to till the end in some way, shape, or form. Indeed, if if, you, if you're born in Hatfield, it's not easy being a McCoy. I feel you on that. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one that came. That was one that came together. I would say, because um, there were some songs where she was like, boom, 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 and knocked them out. And Rapunzel was like that too. I remember we did that, and I was like, man, I this is this is a joint. Um, Furies, uh, once Green hooked up that beat. Cam A sent it to me already with her verse. I did mine. He like discussed it. I did mine. And then I didn't even know she was going to come back and kill it like that. So it was like all, all, all good. And then some other things took a while, you know, like um, uh, the Blues Remember was a beat that we had from the same. It came out of that same beat making sessions Greens did uh, for Furies. And... Um, and we didn't actually finish that song. I didn't even even know what was going on. We didn't finish that song till near the end. Um, and peace to Wolf Weston and St. Mella. Like, people are blown away by that song. She's so talented. It was yeah. actually Fielded who put me on to her. And so then I just said, Kame liked the beat, but we hadn't actually done anything with it. And I was like, yo, let me give it to, give it to her and see what happens. And yeah, once she did that... Then Kame was like, I got to record on this, recorded her part. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to try and be a little bit of glue right here and make it all work. And um, uh, that's some of Green's best work post-production too um, on that, on that, on that, on this record, I think. Yeah. He's always impressive when it, when it comes to like, like I said, transitions are very important. <clears throat> and when it comes to, to doing that, I think Green is really, a wizard at, you know, just melding things. Especially y'all have a really ill beat transition on, um, oh, it's not portrait, it's- um, Maroons? No, later on, 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 is it Tiberius? Where the beat changes in the middle of Kame's verse. That's portraits. Portraits, portraits. okay, portraits, yeah, yeah portraits. Yeah, yeah that's that child is. actor, that's child actor. I thought Olaf, like that the Olaf when when we were picking those beats and we ended up all coming up with the idea for what became Maroons, that was another one which I thought was great. And it was interesting again working with somebody who I haven't worked with before. Um like sometimes with Cam, if we do something, I'd be like, All right, it's done and then she'll be like 
yeah, it's done. And then two weeks later, something be like, I think I want to do something. And my initial instinct is like, it's done. What are you doing? But like every single time she was right. I don't really, I'm not really that type. I don't have that type of creative process. I usually done it and then it's done. Um, and she would be like, no, or we're going to get this person to do this other thing. And almost without exception that, it was always like, okay, I see it now. As soon as it was finished, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, which was it was it was interesting again, like working collaborating with uh, some of you haven't collaborated with, you know. Whereas uh, I was talking to somebody about this, and I was like, with the lucid, it's like cooking in a kitchen with somebody who you've been cooking with for a long time. So it's like when you turn around, they already chopped the shallot. <laughs> when you see you turn down the pan for them that they're sauteing in while they're chopping something because you know they always keep the pan too hot mm. you know what i mean you're just moving around the space never bumping into each other because you already know what it is and this project was like cooking with a new person where but who's crazy good cook where it's just like sometimes you're like oh no 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 dice that dice that don't slice it mm. and then once you see that they once the meal is ready, you're like, oh, shit, the way you slice this, that is actually the shit right there. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, it was a uh, it was it was a it was a pleasant experience. It was not pleasant, eye opening and um, mm. invigorating. You know, let me not say it was, it was a, a lot of things. Where I'd be like even Maroons, there was the poem on the end and then. She was like, oh, no, I'm going to get this other person to sing. And then they sang like a month. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And then she was like, I'm going to do another poem on the end of that. And I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, this is, you're, you're a fucking genius. Ideas, man. Because I have a little, I don't have that many good ideas. So I'm impressed when all of somebody's ideas always work. That's nice. Must be a nice feeling. Well, I mean, we are talking to the queen of 10 releases. <laughs> This year. That's my question. How many can you break down all of the albums that came out this year? Uh yeah. Or work. I should um, just say work. I mean I can, but I did that on my Instagram. Yep, she did. You know, for <laughs> for folks. But I will say that it was it was interesting doing something so quickly. You know, because the other projects like two three projects i already had plans to come out this year you know what i mean mm. so everything mm-hmm. else was kind of like idle time hooking up with people trying to do what i can through feeling sad as fuck that <laughs> i'm not in italy somewhere you know what i mean but like um tell them, tell me, sister. if we had more than the one month i can't even believe or imagine like how crazy it you know it would have been I mean, I think it's absolutely amazing now, but I was just like in this short time of making these decisions and not being able to like sit with it, you know, um, cause sometimes it was like, if this person we want to feature can't come, they can't come, you know, like it wasn't no thing like, oh, we have some more time for you mm. or whatever, you know, it was all kind of divine in its own space. Um, yeah, I think that's just like everyone that was able to participate is just like such a dream, you know, like just learning about some of these people. I'm like preservation. 
Who is this guy? Which oh, like, oh yeah, he's dope. Wow. And I'm also like, such a dope. great guy. Such then a I great stand-up guy. And I'm guy. like, what? This guy yeah, is preservation is quiet dog for most. That's like all-time most song right there. Quiet dog. He remixed like, that whole most album, that, and yo, I had never even crazy. heard that. And I love that most album. I had never heard it till I actually got to know Prez in person, and then um, yeah, the and then he sent it to me, and I was like, "Yo, it's crazy!" And and like I said, total stand up guy, good guy, um, really, really, really vibe with him professionally and as a person. And yeah, I and agree. Also, you have a lot of what you're saying. What? You know, a lot of <laughs> I mean, you're, people. You got a, you got a, you got a lot of people out here too. I thought that I thought that was one of the funny things was also because of the time limit. I was just kind of like, all right, well, we're just gonna, um, you know, just ask and just be like, yo, let's let's just do it. Which in some ways maybe help. Like there's certain things like. The Wolf, the St. Mella, Wolf West, the Blues Remembers, like, that was kind of like, all right, all right, I, I have this beat, you know, and I think it's cool, and I think we should use it, and just kind of cast it around in my mind, and I'm like, yo, I know this woman, because Fielder put me on to I know she's crazy talented, and she might dig this. And so I just hit her up, the sort of thing that you're just, like, thinking fast, or even, like, I don't know, it's ironic that Mock, was on this record because it's like several other things Mark and I have made, I've tried to make plans or do things. And sometimes they happen. Sometimes they didn't. Um, and, you know, or songs that have been recorded and haven't seen the light of day yet. And, um, and then it's like when there's only <laughs> five weeks, uh, yeah, like five weeks, I think. And, um, and then for a month, and um and it actually got pulled off that was that was pretty cool um and then the story behind the the giraffe hunts thing is a that's a different story for another time but it's a good one but al is al is my man he's a good dude and yeah i i thought you know there were so many things like when you said oh we're gonna have this woman's gonna sing on Cause you're so laid back about everything, Kevin. It's like I get stressed <laughs> out, so, and I'm laid back. I am the smoke dog. I'm laid back. Now when he's and working on, now when he's I'm working on work. Now when I would be stressed, work. and she's like, "No, nah, it's fine. Everything's fine." And so we, she was like, "This woman's supposed to sing on Maroons," and it's like, "I, she's, I, she's gonna do some stuff. See if you like it. Whatever. I can't remember how you described it." But whatever you said underplayed it so much. Like when I heard it, I was like, yo, what? Because at that point, I was like, I don't even know why we're doing this. The song is, is good. And then, um, and then once I heard it, I was like, yo, that, that, that helped make that one of my, one of my favorite joints. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go look at your Instagram because so it is really 10 records. Yeah. yeah well, pieces of something. Yeah. So I had the jazz release with my band, Irreversible Entanglements. I know that. And I did a punk release, playing guitar with more jewelry. Then I did my own record, which was my play from last year, Circuit City. Circuit City, City. yeah. Then I hooked up with Olaf, and we did some weird craziness. And then uh, called Anthologia. Then I hooked up with my um, homie Yata, from New York, but they're in Cali right now. And we just killed it. I can't even tell you what genre we were 
messing with. Good Lord. I guess it's like Afro folk, like electronic something. We went crazy. Then after that, it was what, Juneteenth. So I did something with Black Quantum Futurism about Juneteenth. Then uh, what else did I do? Um, I mean, that is a, that is, that is absolutely epic. You mentioned the more jewelry project already, right? Oh yeah. Then I did a piece for, um, Sub Pop had hit me up to release a seven inch. So I released that. All Olaf was also in that piece. And then Brass came out. Then Brass came out, which was like so rude. But um, what are you gonna do? You know, that people wanted a, that, that at the height of the summer. Year. People wanted Brass at the summer. We hit them in the winter. Like <laughs> fuck everything you was doing this year. Burn your coal ovens. We got work to do. <laughs> Shit. But um, let's um, because I know we've been around. Let's take a quick break. Yeah, for um, get some sponsors in there because you know we got to pay these light bills. Why do people say that? Is that the only bill that people pay? You got to pay the light bill. It is arguably the the most important one. Well, yes, it it definitely keeps the machinery. As 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 Neil and that old white guy downstairs would tell you, it's the machines that keep us alive. As we keep alive, y'all know that. All right, but we'll be right back. The sun, a bruised orange cloud, sparse sky mauve. The light soft as though filtered through gauze. Pause, rolling barrel bombs to where the helicopter doors was taken off. The rodents was too loud to talk. Leap like dirty Diana, prancer stranded. 23rd neck romance, a chancellor to wait. Raps are great, purple fields, purple haze. Devil's paw, smokers ransom. Candy flip, cameo, tongue lash, rattlesnake fast, grab them stuck. Foaming lip, frosty yesterday, spit shine. Even when diluted, loud bombs, I think them only shooting. The big up rolls up like the Baltimore Putin. Talking about ain't a damn thing moving. The zoo had a decapitated giraffe, a dedicated staff of volunteers. The acid was bad. The gift shop was packed. Congolese hands chopped and dropped in the gift bag. Seeping blood turned the gift wrap black. Marrow weeping out the cracks. Sweet king crab. Darwin screaming out his sleep in the dream. It was a lab though. Traffic stopped. I reached for my slave pad slow. Quilling ink, brittle parchment. Waved through by the sergeant. Slip behind Available now from DJ Chong Wizard and Zilla Rocket, Midnight Suns on vinyl, CD, not so much cassette presently, hoodies, t-shirts, test pressing, Midnight Suns, nine joints, instrumentals, breaks and new drums from J-Zone, features from Castro in Alaska, Billy Woods, Lord Juco, Prem Rock, Denmark Vessie, Nature, Queensbridge, what up? And Malik Blunt, aka M. Illitan, aka Malik B. from the legendary Roots Crew. Rest in peace. He is on the record. New album out now at chongwizard.bandcamp.com exclusively. Grab the vinyl. You guys want to hear me on vinyl? My first time ever in my entire life on wax. As a solo artist, I should say. Or in a group project in this sense. So there you go. Midnight Suns is available. Love it if you purchase it now. Yo, 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 it's call out culture. 
If we didn't say so before, we will say it now. Curly Castro here with Zilla Rocker yep. and the one and only Alaska, not the floating continent, but the real deal right here. It's a state. All right. Whatever. Like, you, I knew you were going to do that. I was going to say country. I knew you were going to do it's that. a country. I don't care. It's also, I was it's also connected to uh, Canada. I don't think it's a floating. Oh, then it's a province. Is it a province? Archipelago? Archipelago? <laughs> The nation state. Wait, Woods, didn't you use our Ar- um, archipelago in Iran recently? Uh, yeah, more than once. There well, once is. in this, I have used archipelago in Iran. There before. it is, archipelago. Good, good um, word. Uh, let's see. No, no references okay. to doormen on this record. I'm a little, I'm a little perturbed. You don't talk yeah, about yeah, no references yeah. to who? Doorman. Doorman. Remember last time we had you oh. talk about doorman a lot. You don't do uh, it. I haven't been into Manhattan in a while. <laughs> he's the he's the he's the smooth he's the smooth with them. He used to know the doorman. Yeah, I have uh, a doorman in my building. This is uh, <laughs> we are talking about the one and only the great album, the new element, brass. Brass. You know what I mean? Um, get you some, put it around your neck, wear it around your head. You know, help it, help it. You know, help. It was the big conjunction today. So we just checking with people to see if anybody got their powers. I haven't heard back yet about anybody's superpowers <laughs> manifesting. Um, but yeah, so there was a lot of excitement for this project once it was a surprise drop, um, something that um, is not uh, usual for the Backwoods uh, contingent. Um, we do have lightning questions, but I do want to get to that. I want to ask about that first. Woods. Um, the the label usually doesn't do surprise drops. Why did why did you feel like um? I mean, we have before, but never for one of my records. Okay, so what? Yeah, so what, what was that like in terms of just not why do you feel like you should done it? But what was that like for you having a surprise drop when you usually have a lead in to a project? Why? Or oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear them. No, not why, not why. But what was it like for you to have a surprise drop for one of your? Um, well, I think given the wider circumstances, it was a little bit nerve-wracking um, just because there were so many uh, there were so many things where like Tame said earlier, we were really moving fast and we had a bunch of deadlines we needed to meet for a variety of non-music reasons in terms of once we finish the music actually like bringing it um having everything ready to go and getting it out so yeah i I mean once you have to put on your take off your artist cap and put on your sort of uh run of business cap then yeah it was a little bit it was a little bit nerve-wracking i mean as an artist i guess it's kind of cool in some ways because i feel like you get you get a you get an immediate enthusiasm and response that you might not over a build up, but yeah, for me the biggest difference was really um working on the logistics of all of this was was new and challenging the pace and everything that we were doing and um uh and also doing it at around this time of year when there's so many other things going on, you know. All but right. it's definitely a new experience. I've never, I enjoy uh, 
I enjoy when things are plotted out a bit more, but it, it was very, it was very positive. And obviously people's response is really what will color it at the end of the day. If you do a surprise right. drop, everybody hates it. You probably won't want to again. But <laughs> you know, people responding um, really positively. Well, I mean, it, it came across as something that people didn't know they wanted, but they needed, and they were happy that they got. Um, Alaska, you got some questions. You got some. So it's it's. There's a lot of questions. So it's going to be more of a thunder round than a lightning okay, round. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, so Def C wants to know, and I, I think this is a question specifically for more mother. Uh, he wants to know what's your favorite uh, Rashid Wallace error? Is it the UNC error, the Portland error, or the Detroit error? Um, Detroit, Detroit, uh, and, and why is that? Because I think he got gangster as a man. <laughs> the championship belt when he the went belt. to Detroit, you know. He used what he learned about community in Philly and was really like branching out. You know how you figure it out, you know? Yeah. I think he, he was figuring it out, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I felt like Detroit showed a need, a want for him. And that might have been fleeting for him at other stops. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we want Rasheed Wallace. He's going to make this thing work. And mm-hmm. I, I, um, he did. He wasn't getting that treatment at all at those, his other stops at all those times. So yeah, uh, I can't really let that completely slide. I, although I totally agree with everything that Camay said. Portland gave Sheed Wallace a lot of love. He was just um, more. I, I, there was no one on the team that could really every. You know, the team imploded for a variety of reasons. And oh, yeah. He obviously yeah. his immaturity was one of them. But, I mean, they had great teams there, man. If not for – they could have won titles there. You know, it's just Shaq. Yeah, um, certain things bounced their Ray, definitely. I mean, they did have Pippen, Grant. I mean, the list is heavy, like the players they had. They had I like the team before – I like that team before the Pippen years. Although that okay, was so you're talking about – Patterson, what? Ruben Patterson to Brian Grant. Um, no, my biggest problem was when they traded uh, for – one of their biggest mistakes was trading for Rod Strickland. That was like way before that, right? Instead of just oh. running with Damon Stoudemire, who had been killing it. And Rod Strickland just has to be one of the most overrated. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, this whole pot. I'm about to flip this whole fucking pot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you people fucking kidding me? Nah, people, people from New York just me. Him, so me, fool. Rod Strickland is the guy. What you talking about, yo? I can't work with the point guard with a broken jumper. But anyway, <laughs> you guys go back to what you were saying. This I agree with you, though, Kame. In, in Detroit, Rashid hit that perfect balance of meanness and having that edge without being a total baby. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I have the uh, the Portland jersey, not the Detroit one. You, know? you got it in the video. You're rocking that joint. Woo! Yes, yeah, so I have fun. the Portland jersey too. So wow, <laughs> this is I mean, like Portland's a, a nicer jersey. Both from Maryland, right? <laughs> <laughs> the album's done, and I'm like, wait, are you from Maryland? See, <laughs> look, look what you find out at the end—the gems. Yeah. Fire. All right, last. What else okay. we got? I'll, I'll so, do one. how about me and Alaska trade off? Okay, mm-hmm. right, go ahead. How about that. All right, this is from a uh, big R in San Diego. Uh, is John Forte as cool as I think he is? 
and how did the collabo come into effect? Because I want to know that because he's one of my favorite like slept on dudes of all time. And uh, and and Fatboy Sharif had the same question as well. Shout out to Fatboy Sharif for recording with him tomorrow. Oh, that's cool. He's sweet. Yeah, John Forte is pretty damn cool. He's uh, he may be more laid back than Cam A. He was laid back. <laughs> he still hasn't even he still hasn't even sent his publishing. Mm. He was like, he just and and at, sometime after I sent him the album, he sent an email that was like, powerful, period, next mm. line, black, period, um, <laughs> expansive, period, love and energy to you and more mother for this work or something. That was it. Wow. Didn't send his publishing nothing. He's not. He wasn't. He's pretty laid back, but I think he's doing he's doing his thing, you know. And um, how it came about was, uh, oh man, I guess he had heard hiding places and and, and just reached out after that, and through a total coincidence, um, a couple coincidences. One is that uh, somebody who he's done music with before at certain times is this really talented session musician and musician in his own right, but he works as a session musician as well, who I went to school with. And so when John Forte was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with this record, you know, uh, a friend of mine was like, yeah, I, uh, I know that guy. Um, we had, we had classes together we were at school and whatnot. Um, and then also later I found out that John Forte and preservation have met before and have some like uh you know six degrees of separation with a lot of people themselves so it was kind of crazy how that all ended up happening and he ended up on the preservation track and he did some co-production on there and just um really brought in a dope vibe you know and that when when that chorus starts she just opened it up which is also kudos to preservation for being open to you know because i approached him like john approached me like he wants to just and he explained why you know made a lot of sense what he wanted to do and so or what he was feeling and how he wanted to i didn't know what he was going to do you know and then um and then when i came to preservation with it i was a little wary because you know you're like i mean this isn't some novice producer, you know, this guy has, has, has a full, you know, Fraz is out there, you know, he's a real dude. Yeah. Like, oh, guy wants to change your beat, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. could be a little bit touchy. And, um, and Fraz takes his work really seriously, you know what I mean? Like, when you get to, when you go to mixing, he's the one that's like, can we bring the third snare to, but it's also not something where he's just doing it to be a dickhead. Everything he does, like the same thing with Cameron, every every little thing that you're like, oh, really? You want to? Then once it's done, you're like, okay, now I see. You just have that here. But yeah, he was really open to it, and and I give him a lot of credit for that because um, he was like, yeah, let John do what he wants to do, and um, and yeah, that's how it happened. Very cool guy. Um, honored to be on the same record with him. And it's funny because there's definitely a a generation age gap 
and how people react to that. You know what I mean? Like people my mm. age or whatever. I was blown away. Like, Job Forte's on your record, you know, where you're like, okay, <laughs> right. I'm a serious person too, you know what I mean? Like, you know, because they're looking at you like crazy. Like, how did you steal the reels out of the studio? How did <laughs> you talk to you? You know? <laughs> and then when it's like, when it, you know, but then if, it, if it's somebody a lot younger, like, fielded with like, so who is John Forte? Wow. <laughs> Wow, I get it. I get it. I think it's incredible, but it makes sense, obviously, because it's like you know, certain people when the when the score came out or whatever, if you were Cowboys, man. If you were yeah, if you were eight years old or something, then it's a whole different story. Right, indeed. That was definitely a time, and you, you, you and it's just interesting meeting people that either missed that time or unaware, and then. But no, that that the, you know that you know me was the, the the forte one. I was like, oh hell yeah. I was on board. I didn't have to hear a lick when I heard that uh, John Forte was on it. And also, because of where he was going, I was I was hoping for a verse. I'm just an old school, you know, naturalist like that. But I know that he's been into his blues bag. Yeah, he sings, um, plays guitar. Shit, played right? guitar and all that yeah. stuff. He just he just did a project. Well, not just did, but he did a project about water with um, Valerie June. It's a blues record. It's, that's incredible. Like remember that. Like, he linked up yeah. with her. Just crazy. Yeah, he, he gets it, in. and um, uh, and so I'm, I'm glad y'all got to y'all got to cook in the kitchen. Um, last, what do we got? All right. So this comes from uh, Systemic Think, um, and I'm not going to try to butcher his name uh, or his handle, but uh, he wants to know what's the most radicalizing book that you you both have read recently that gave you a new perspective, either on like politics, economics, literature, or just life in general. Hmm. Good question. I'll let Cam go first, so I could think. Cheating. I have to think too, because you're like life changing. I mean, I read some good stuff, but <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? That might be too high a qualification. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could say like this year I got into um, Bob Kaufman poetry. Nice. Um, that's been cool. Check out, you know, the underground kind of jazz poets that I've missed, you know. But yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, the last thing I read that I felt that way about. Um, I don't know. Radicalizing. I don't know if I can go that far. I read some things that I thought were interesting. Like a friend of mine uh, lent me this book by um, Zizek. You know who that guy is? Like a political social theorist who was kind of I think I'm saying his name right. I don't even know. But that was interesting. Um, I I also read, um, I think the last thing I read that really, it wasn't radicalizing, but I was like, this is really, really dope, was uh, this woman wrote this book of really weird, very short stories called Things We Lost in a Fire. Mm. Mm. Was that a movie? I feel like I read that right before quarantine or something, and 
I really liked it a lot. I think it's like a show or a movie now. No, that's a movie with... Um... Oh, maybe they did make it a show. Hmm. Or it was a movie with Benicio Del Toro and Halle Berry, maybe? Not very good. Okay, yeah, it's like a, I think there's one with like um, Carrie Washington and like Reese Witherspoon or some shit like yes. that. Yes. On Apple it, TV or something. Well, oh. no, no idea. But this was a book by this Latin American <laughs> woman. Um, and there were all these sort of unnerving short stories. thought they were really good. So, uh, I, got, I got the next question for you guys. This is from uh, the Rap Music Plug Podcast. What is the meaning of the album title Brass? Um, at whatever point that we were talking during the whole quarantine, I had been into a lot of like Tai Chi and reading books on different breathing techniques and all this type of shit. So we just were going back and forth with some names. So I was just kind of thinking of something. And I think I said, because uh, I was reading about this kind of like acupuncture and this idea of like the brass man. And he was like, well, what if we just did brass or something like that? You know, and I was like, all right, cool. You know, it wasn't, we were just tossing things because we were so deep. We were like wearing multiple hats while making this you know mm-hmm. so we're like okay let's think of the album cover okay let's think of this okay let's think of, you know like it was kind of like chess i guess yeah no for it, sure. yeah. yeah you said brass man and i was um, um i guess now i just took away oh i like the idea of um i like the idea that a brass is I mean, there's lots of meanings once you actually do it. Because once you're working, then you're keeping that in mind and all sorts of new roads open up and other things will open up for people who listen that are not necessarily even something you consciously thought of. But at least for me, once I started thinking about it, um, once Cam A said that, I just, I thought about how like brass is, um, it's valuable, but it's not gold. It's not precious. You know what I mean? It's utilitarian. Um, and I just, I kind of like that idea. And then there's all sorts of other angles where you're like, um, um, brass feet, you know, uh, woolly hair, feet made of brass. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's fiery red, feet made of brass. It's the God's staff move. Yeah, um, always you know, but to the, different to aspects. But I, I think that that's, that's where it came from, really. Was, and, and once she said that, I was like, okay, I like that. I like that vibe. Um, you know, not like a precious metal. Speaking of Ghost, you got my second favorite fortune teller line in the history of rap. Ah. It's, it's not quite there with Tuck the Sleeping Gas Umbrella, but it, it's up there. <laughs> No spoilers. And yo, oh, man. Yeah, we would just yell that around the house, Woods. You didn't know that, but like, <laughs> you know. No spoilers. Because, Woods, you have this. So I've been watching a lot of battle raps recently. And you you, you tend to, you'll dip into that. You don't even know it. You'll, you'll hit that line like you're doing it at like a battle. And it's like this dramatic piece. It's like, yo, suck your mother. And, oh, oh. And <laughs> You know, you'll give them a breath, but you'll do it within your flow and stuff. So, like, that's one of those. 
you know, fortune telling. Oh, no, no I just spoilers. Thought, I tried to think of something. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is what I would say, though. Come on, man. Yeah. Don't ruin it now. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? What are we even here for? What are we doing? You know. No, oh, man. Man. All right, last. You got another question? Yeah. Um. So. Where's my gift wants to know giraffes hunts. I'd love to know where the idea for that track stemmed from, uh, especially with how the beat contrasts between the two sounds. <laughs> I don't, I have the, the story behind that song is such a good one, but unfortunately I can't tell it. Until, okay. You gotta hold it. Uh, for a little bit longer. You gotta hold it. All yeah, right. So that, that's a to good be continued. one. Man. That's a to be continued. <laughs> Yeah, your friend hit me up. Uh, all of y'all's friend hit me up. Like, why didn't I rap on that again? <laughs> See, <laughs> he's that guy though. He's he, he's a very talented individual. See, um, too good. Yeah, for no, I can't really group. talk about that one. But okay, what's the what what's what's next? What's next? Z. Oh, hold on. I can what I can say about the concept actually, just so the person doesn't get totally stiffed, is um uh I was reading about this um this uh this group, I forget the name of the of the of the ethnic group, but um I believe in East Africa. Um and they uh they they imp- they hunt giraffes and they imbibe this potion made, they do ceremonial giraffe hunts and they imbibe this potion made with the marrow of the giraffe's bones mm. Mm. and other things. And um, they believe it brings on uh, a hallucinogenic state or a different state of mind wherein they are able to enter the feeling of being a giraffe oh. and run it in my bed. in this village. What? They don't drink at all. In the village? They don't drink it? Happen, where they... No. no, they don't drink. So this is like their agor, ex, you know, experimentation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so know, scientists... Yeah, just basically saying like, they're not like weird yeah and so scientists have been like they can't independently verify that there's any hallucinogenic qualities to this thing but i just found it really interesting as an idea and it was a it was an interesting thing to read about i wish i could pronounce the the group's name off the top of my head but i can't um but yeah so that was the initial idea of how it started so homework Here's we got one for you from Gang, King Vision Ultra. Uh, when, he says, "When are we? When are we, when are we doing a song with Killer Priest? Killer Priest had a fucking incredible year." Yeah, what's up? What's up? Woods ain't got his number. You got his Woods got his number. Woods got his number. I will tell you though, a million years ago, once. Or was it BB King's? Is BB King's dead now? It is, right? No, it's still yeah, there. It's still there. No, I think it's. I think it's done. I think it's done. Oh yeah, I they remember. did recently. Might have shut down. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. So back in the days, um, 
this is actually 2000, probably 2000, maybe 2001. I was in DC and um, no, it must've been 2001 and Cannibal Ox was going to have a show that had a show at BB Kings. Um, and they were opening for Ghostface. Mm. I was at that um, show. Actually, it was Killer Army. Wow. Then Ghostface. And in between yeah. the two of them, an unknown comic came on mm. and was irritating me so much. And then years later, I realized that was Tracy Morgan. Yep. That was Tracy Morgan. And <laughs> I got a great story about that. Yelling with a cock ring that he had yeah, like he a cock talking ring about that cock he holding in his hands and was talking about cock rings. And, you know, everybody, it was like the typical woo show where you'd be like, what time are these guys going to come out? What is going on? It was in the middle of Ghost's set. He brought, Ghost brought him out. Yes. No, you're right. It was in the middle of his set. He's just drunk and yelling. But before we get to that, before, and we can come back to that, Alaska. Before I Because we got to talk about that show. Yeah, we we can definitely talk about it. I was back. So, you know, I drove from D.C. to New York. I drove from D.C. to New York and uh, and um, got a beater, a Buick Skylark. Oof. Wow. Karen up 95, man. I was because uh, I was like, yo, I don't even know if I'm going to get there in time. I have work and everything, whatever. Drove up to New York. I don't even know how I parked. To, to, honest to God, I could not tell you where I must have parked the car. Um, I can't even tell you. Anyway, I get to B.B. King's. I managed to get in, you know, Vortal came out, got me in, blah, 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 go back. Um, I saw them rock. And then afterwards, um, I went in between the set things. I went backstage and I had a lot of experience in how to get backstage at BB King. So I found my way backstage and met up with them and was just like excited. And I broke out some trees. We started smoking and at this point, um, Supreme Clientele has, is out, you know what I mean? I think Ghost already in D.C. in his earlier, in his first tour for Supreme Clientele, which was a crazy experience and, and a story, a night, story of a night in and of itself. But so this time <laughs> I'm in, um, this time I'm in, I'm in backstage and then there's like these hallways. It's kind of like a rotunda behind there. And then all of a sudden we're I'm getting ready to light my blunt and then ghost the jizza killer priest and somebody else come out and start standing right near us in the hallway and they're talking and I'm just standing there smoking and this whole time like part of me is like yo just pass the blunt to ghost face and then another <laughs> another much wiser part of me is like do not do that <laughs> and i remember i remember that was the first time i'd really see ghosts up close like that and i just remember seeing his hands and i was like yo this guy's hands it's like bricklayer's hands mm. yeah like a butcher's hands you know yeah. what i mean big big beefy big hands. hook yo yeah, i was like yo like the joints that is still is, is still ashy, no matter how much lotion you put on them, because mm-hmm. of how many years you spent dusting people off. Yep. I remember just looking at his hands and being like, "Do not pass a blunt to that guy." Um, <laughs> but yeah, the whole time Philip Priest was talking, and um, and it was interesting because the way that he talks is exactly like he rhymes, which is not always the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. 
No rap voice from him. But yeah, I so, was basically just standing there like in absolute amazement that I was breathing the same air as these guys. And those MCs. And look at us now. So at the end of that Nightwoods, I was going to the coat check on my way out. And um, Tracy Morgan came out. And I guess he, he was already on Saturday Night Live by that time. Because some kid was? was like, yeah. I had yeah, no idea some kid, who he was. Some kid was like, yo, I love Brian Fellows. Yeah. And <laughs> he turned around and came back. He was like, if you like Brian Fellows, you're a bitch. <laughs> like, my wife made that shit. I fucking hate it. And then broke out, like just ran up the stairs and jumped in a car and took off. Wow. Tracy <laughs> Morgan, we got to put that in a wrap. Yeah, that is uh that yeah, is wild because at the time I guess I was so out of it I didn't even know who Tracy Morgan was. I was just like I thought it was some guy that those <laughs> just had wilding out on stage and I'm like but I do feel like at a certain point in the show Ghost was like, All right, all right, cool it. Yeah, he was and then went back to rocking. He was. But by that point Tracy Morgan had been on like Def Jam and I think he, he did yeah, Brub Man on um or hustle yeah, man. Yeah, he was. Martin. He was doing hustle man. He was definitely doing yeah. hustle man. But at the same, hustle man wasn't so recognizable. He had a lot of coats yeah. and hats and stuff. Yeah, so he did. But he was like really doing. Yeah, because he was actually not stocky at all, from what I remember. No. Yeah, he was right. super uh, fat on Def Jam back in the day. Right. So it's just like I think that character, you know, especially with the way Martin would play different people, you might not recognize mm-hmm. who, who is who in, in in the streets. But Tracy Morgan, you know, uh, uh, shoot, he's he's resilient. Yeah. I heard he got he got like bent in half that car accident like bent him in half. Mm-hmm. So they you know, from there. Yeah. Oh no, he. Um, I, I never, I never thought, I never liked Tracy Morgan from then, man. But <laughs> I'm glad he had a good career, man. I hate on anybody, but he was ruining that show that night, though, man. Yeah, he was killing the vibe on stage. <laughs> oh. All right, let's go. What do you got? Um. <laughs> shit. Uh. Da, 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 da. Um. <laughs> It's too many questions. This is a lot of questions. So, all right, here's a good one from uh, Ryan Gilda422. He wants to know, when you guys come to Texas, do you want tacos or brisket? He's got the bill regardless of your choice. Can I? I definitely don't want no Tex-Mex type shit. (laughs) (laughs) So if I'm going, like, I always want the best. You know what I mean? What Spot city does he live about in? 6 a.m. I think he's in San Antonio. I think that's yeah. right. Woods, oh. didn't we have some good barbecue we was in Austin? When we, um, yeah, we, of course. Yeah, they got but, but there, there, was, there was a story to that. There was a story to that, y'all. We, we walked. We were looking for these places on maps. This is To me, this is when GPS all didn't maps. have it all figured out. It didn't, they didn't have <laughs> it all paper? figured out. No, we were like looking at our phones, but we were walking. With the sun? Looking at the Had a compass. So I, re- I remember, well, you remember, I remember back then we were just like on a mission and we walked like, see, I ain't gonna lie, we walked like 30 blocks, give or take. Jesus Christ. I mean, by that point, I had already been going to the place that became Franklin before it actually became Franklin. There used to be this, this uh, black owned barbecue place. Right. That while um, Franklin's is better than that place, that place was the best place in Austin when I first started going to Austin. Because people would try to tell you to go to, um, there were a couple other whack spots, man. And they would tell you to go to them. And I was like, this shit is not good. And then <laughs> that place had no line or anything. It was like Mm-mm. black owned spot and um, exact same setup as Franklin. And um, and their ribs were actually banging. Um, but yeah, I, I would say what, what I would want would depend on where we were in Texas. I've never been to, I've never been to San Antonio. So 
um, I would have to see what was really cracking. If we were in Houston, I'd be like, can we get some Vietnamese food? Mm. Mm. Hit them with it. Yeah. 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 If we're in Austin, if we're in Austin, barbecue. And I mean, if you're in Dallas, it's everything's going to be kind of mid. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true. All right, that's a good question. You ready for this? So is my nephew. That's a good question from, from Vasco Lay. He says, was the beat sequencing something in mind since the start or was it put together at the end because it feels very much like a narrative for the album? Hmm. Um, sequencing is always happening while it's going for me. but I think it, for this, it was a little bit of both, right? Because I remember at the when we had the mixes, I was like, we need something here. <laughs> And you were like, well, hurry up. We have one day. Yeah. There was definitely sequencing things that happened later. But as far as like how the beats and ideas flow together, that's something that for me, I'm like thinking about like once we start to get enough pieces that um, I can sit around and like move them around in my mind or on a playlist during the majority of my spare time, that's pretty much how I spend well, my time move. when I'm working on records, you know what I mean? Spreadsheets galore, spreadsheets galore. I got three spreadsheets going right now for projects. As my label head tells me, slow down. So he releases whatever he wants. Anyway, on to the next thing. What do you got right. So uh, Elmatic wants yeah, to Yeah, no, know. I mean, but to answer what you were said, yeah. <laughs> That was another place where, like, KRA would be like, oh, we got it. There was that bell. And I was like, what the hell? Who cares about a goddamn bell? (laughs) (laughs) We have one day to do this. But I do have to say, again, you know, you were right. The bell, it worked. It it, uh, it cleanses the palate between those two songs. It was a good call. So, uh, Elmatic wants to know how you found you know, working on this project with each other compared with other collaborations. So like, you know, Arm and Hammer or uh, Irreversible Entanglements. Uh, Was there anything different about this process compared to those? I already answered that, so I'll let Camay do her thing. Yeah, I mean, of course, because when I'm not in the same room or we can't be in the same studio together to do stuff, but I feel like it's kind of weird, but I feel like we had a lot of support, you know, from the first time when I tweeted, I want to do a track with Billy Woods. Adam Shore was like, hey, we're about to shut this adult swim thing down. But I saw you said you want to do something with Billy Woods. Here's some money. And I was like, OK, then the next thing, some, then the next thing happens and I'm like, oh, let's do this show or you know but I'm real cool with uh Chaz like that's how I even know who Billy Woods is you know and uh Elusive's uh, such a cool cat so I just felt like you know it just was support from just so many kind of angles that I didn't even expect as soon as we dropped that first track people were like whispering like damn this would be heavy you know, and I kind of had this in my mind, like we did it for the culture, like how Woods ends that. It's so perfect because it's like, yo, this was so needed, you know, on, on not just like the level of whatever we both like history, but 
for like hip hop to just like I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's he- real masculine and it seems like a lot of like dudes in hip hop were just screaming at the wall. So when you see some people that are really trying to expand, you know, they shine a little different and there's a different energy when you link up with those people, you know, mm-hmm. cause most times you hear all these horror stories. I mean, even today I heard about some guy that we all thought was cool that some abuser, you know? So it's just like, mm-hmm. When these certain situations could happen, there's it's like almost like guided, you know, guided by spirit almost. So I didn't feel, you know, it didn't feel harsh or forced or anything. I felt like it was guided, even when I didn't know what to do with the one track, um, Tiberit. No, yeah, Tiberis. You know, I was like, I love this track. I don't know what to do. Like, let's take it off the record. And then boom, you know, it's just like an extra guide of like, no, you're in the, this is the joint. You got it. Let's go. You know, I don't know. Me, it's really dummy. beautiful in that way. Oh, man. You, you, yeah, you destroyed that one. It's, it's me, dummy. That, because that was one where you, when we got him, you were like, this is one we have to get to Elusive. I remember you said that. And so then I, I sent him, you were like, he's going to sound great on this. And then I sent it to him, and it, this is the funny part about how he worked, Kevin. So then he fought, he was like, yeah, no, I fucked you. You know, you had you perfectly called it on him. He was like, I fuck with this. And then I was like, yo, if you want to do more than one, do more than one. Whatever, let's go. Let's get it. You know, it's a triumvirate. And he was like, all right. And so then he also picked the other one. But I'd also always been like, you know, because Elusive will also pick a beat and then just not do it. So I was mm-hmm. like, I know he's going to do the Tiberius one. We'll see about the archaeology one. <laughs> um, but then when he did Tiberius, then Kevin was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to rap on it. <laughs> I was like, you're the one who orchestrated this whole thing. And then when you did rap on it, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's low key. I remember I hit you back that day or the day after. Once it was, it, I heard a mix and I was like, this might be the best song in the record and I'm not on it. So that's a little, so embarrassing. But, <laughs> but I wanted uh, to ask, um, Kame, I wanted to ask you favorite, about that. One my, that. It's one of my very favorites on the whole record. I wanted to ask you about a piece on that verse. You say, Mahalia coming off tour selling black eyes out the window. Yeah. Like, you know, put, you well, know. I said serving because she, wouldn't, she yeah, okay. wouldn't sell it. But when she would come home for tour, she would go to the railroads and like, you know, where all the fucking everyday workers were and feed them mm-hmm. like mad soul food. Nice. Damn. Like that that's was her the, thing, you know? That's the I line just, right there. I wish there. I could do that. Come home from a tour and just like feed everybody, feed, feed everybody fucking yeah. southern delicacies. <laughs> All right, I got, I got one. I'm, I, how about we, we wrap up with this and we'll take a break and we'll come back and then do like closing thoughts or something. This is from uh, Dan from Free Music Empire. This is this is good. He was like, I was thinking about this with the song titles. Did the song concepts birth the songs and the titles are natural or did they come after? And I wonder what their favorite song title on the album would be. You can go first. Um, I don't really know. Some, some we stuck with the name 
<clears throat> uh, some, I don't know, it was kind of natural, right? Yeah, I feel like, um, well, hold on, there's two questions, right? Mm-hmm. How did they come yes. about? Can you repeat it? So it said basically, did, did the song concepts birth the songs and the titles are natural, or did the, the title come first and then you create the song? Well, I think I think for I think for people work in different ways. For me, sometimes, um, yeah, it, 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 songs work in different ways, and different individuals work in different ways. So, like a song like Rapunzel, um, it was actually I named it just to send a file to, which is this is actually funny. If we want to get it sidetracked into something funny, I've never worked with somebody who um and it's crazy because maybe it's something that because you guys are geniuses or whatever but elusive does it on a lesser level but came has no idea what the names of the songs on the album are till then huh. <laughs> <laughs> she was sending me things with different each time she said it it would have a different name or spelled differently and i'm like what the hell I remember, and but Rapunzel was fun, which was genius because you sent it back. I just sent Rapunzel. I was like, "Oh, the song's Rapunzel." Just as its name, you know, it was the easiest thing to think of. And then she sent it back with the alternate spelling for reasons I've never even asked about. And I was like, "Oh, I rock with that." But yeah, there was one song where where I feel like till the end was still referring to it by the name of the beat. You know which one I'm talking about? I mean, yes. Now I remember. I didn't know any of the names of the songs. None. And, and Dub, <laughs> and you'd be sending files with the wrong name, and yeah. Dub would be messing them up, and then yeah. Green would be like, "What is this called?" <laughs> <laughs> it was like man. no, but that's a funny dance because the, the the producer gives you a beat. The beat sometimes has a name. Right. That might influence you to have a rap title sometimes. Right. But then you'll make the song. Then that might have a title. And I've lost beats because I've changed the name in my books to the mm-hmm. song, but I don't know what the beat was. And then I changed yep. the beat in the file in my Dropbox. So I don't know where the beat is from, whatever. So yeah, it is that 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 natural. Uh, there, there's battle. so many pieces to think about, you know. There's so many things I'm thinking about, and then it's the song title, and I'm like, I, I do that last usually, you know? Mm. But like I said, we had to wear so many hats, so, oh my goodness, I was a mess. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we'll be talking about a song, and I'm like, what is that one called? What song but it would be a name she came up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing here, man? You thought of the name for this song. That's true. It's funny. That's true. And then That's we, let, we let people did things. Like, we let Elusive name Tiberius. Yeah. Nope. True. Uh, oh, so that, that, that was, was, that was the last part of the like, question. Was, what's what's your, you, what's your, your favorite song titles on the album? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that, 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 I that. like Portrait. That's one of my favorite songs. So, and I like I like it because it's just like bam at the end. It's a snapshot, you know. I mean, I think that's a yeah. great one. And I always want to call. I always think of it as like a family portrait in a sense, 
which fits the the vibe of that song. I mean, Navy Blue kind of carries that vibe with him as a human mm-hmm. being. You know, where you're like, mm-hmm. he just has that, uh, just, yeah, I don't know. Then, then nostalgia. And just, a, there's a vibe about that guy. You know how you like, sometimes you meet people where you're like, oh, this is probably how, like, Jesus acted. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's like, not Duke me, because I'm too cynical, but you could see how somebody would just start following that person into the desert, you know? Um, and for such a young guy, he's young, man. He's a, he's young. He has a very serene quality about him that really stands out. But yeah, he, the funny thing is that song was initially named Portrait Rope because of the two different pieces that went into making the beat. Mm. Yeah. So it kind of had just a jigsaw name. Like one piece was called Portrait, the other was called Hope. And then, um, and then once the beat was actually made, we're just kind of running with that as a placeholder. And so, to be honest, Navy Blue named that song because yeah, he just started calling it Portrait once it was one song. So I was like, all right, you know. No, so it, this, in some ways, uh, the, the naming was a was a little bit loose. I guess if. Uh, or if I had to say one that's my favorite, um, I was gonna guess for you because I think I know. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't the know. The blues, that's, that's, the blues. No, that one I remember too because that was one of the last ones, and Camay had was the one who did. You know, I came in at the end and just put a little icing. They, you know, the the work was done, and so um, and when. I remember she suggested a couple of names, but I didn't know that poem. She was the one who told uh, me about it. And then I was like, maybe we just name it that. She said, yeah, I guess we could be that. We could go that route. <laughs> like be those people. I think she said, I guess we could be those people. And yeah, like, it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, just one time. Just one time. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm name my, I'm going to have a get by song on my new solo record. Yeah, so what? I don't care if he, said he named it first or what? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I if I if I have a if I have a favorite. I also am not like looking at them, so I don't right. know if I I don't know if I'm actually accurately remembering them all. But I like Fury. I like Greek myth a lot when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like I, I had this book of, of had a couple book of like Greek myths. I really liked them when I was a little kid. I had this illustrated book and. Um, I like the idea of the, there's so many things about that piece that I like, and they propped up in other places, you know, the three women that are one woman, that whole idea. And I really the like siren. how that song is. Um, no, not the siren, the crone, the maid, and the mother. Yes. Um, the, oh, that's the other one. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of the siren, yeah. And then it kind of reminds me of like... Uh, Cause in Macbeth and Macbeth, don't they show up there too? They they're in the beginning with the cauldron. The, the witches, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing the narration with his head, with his um, with which when they holding the skull up, and you don't know that that's actually his. And his skull and, till the end. and man, uh, so yeah, I like I I think I like the idea of the furious a lot, and um. And, uh, like I'm forgetting something now, whatever. 
All right, but let's take our last break and then we come back. And I have um some I have some questions about some bars for you, Brother Woods. Specific bars on, on a certain track. So when we come back, we'll dive into that. Have some thoughts. Gush about the record a little bit. Right, we'll be right back. Call out culture. Shablam Sadiq. Occluded moons, black flowers at the tomb. Speakers hiss in empty nightclubs, the city hums. Tinnitus, flyness on your eardrum, mosquitoes bias. Sickle cell have them hesitant to try it. Solomon or Midas, assassins need tyrants, the virus. Circling planes with no pilots, no drivers, trains running riot. Yellowing ads for new diets, LED displays, Price Waterhouse. Come see what we can do for you. Watch your step in the slaughterhouse. Streets wet, but it's over now. Death in an evening gown. Modest heel, and he had a crown. Alan Greenspan, fucking Iron Ran. She came, finished him with her hand. Lit a cigarette, they split in the dark. Men sang from minarets, but we'd already hardened our hearts. Rapunzel's hair kept growing and the nails. It was quiet except the ocean, fog like a veil. Rapunzel's hair kept growing and the nails. It was quiet except the trees moaning as the sun fell. When the alien mimics invade, Small pros just one of many recruits shoved into a suit of battle armor called a jacket and sent out to kill. Small pro died on the battlefield, only to be reborn each morning to fight and die again and again. On his 158th iteration, he gets a message from a mysterious ally, the neighborhood rebel known as Curly Castro. Is he the key to Small Pro's escape or his final death? Blue Edwards, y'all. Small Pro, Curly Castro. You know what it is. Record. All right, so um, back to talking about this... Um, this uh, soon-to-be precious metal, Brass. Um, Alaska had some thoughts, and then I had some questions. But Alaska, you go ahead. So, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get the album until this morning, really, to listen to it. Um, and, like, when I started listening to it, I was like, this shit is so fucking heavy. I was like, I could definitely see, like, I'm enjoying it, but I have to be in the right mood to listen to this. And then as the album went on, like the mood shifted. Like we talked about that sort of like fulcrum point where the mood shifts a little bit, right? And it sort of like gets a little more upbeat. And I kind of like, by the end, I felt like I had just watched the apocalypse while on mushrooms. Boom. Like that, it was just like the feeling I had through the whole thing. Like I was just like sitting on a balcony on Mars watching Earth end while eating mushrooms. What? <laughs> putting, putting, um, putting that army makeup under your eyes. Yeah. This, is, this is not the copy you're going to get from Spin Magazine. We're going to tell you the real. All right. Mm. Apocalypse now. But it, was, it wasn't what? like, it was like kind of like a bit bittersweet, but it wasn't like a horrific apocalypse. It was weird. It was just a weird feeling. It was like a friendly time. apocalypse. It was like a yeah. sunny apocalypse. It was like, appreciate, it was like the, the, end of Star, the end of Battlestar Galactica. Like by the end, I felt like, all right, we're like, the remaining survivors on this new planet ready to restart civilization. Okay, so positive. 
Yeah, by the end, it felt like positive. But okay, it was like, you know, was there was like clear. darkness burning through it. But Let by the end, I was like, wow. Because I thought that, I thought, I remember when we were sequencing it, I thought like it starts off so organically and like, I mean, the second song is this singing and I just, and it's upbeat. And then I thought it gets like real hard at the, in, in the at middle section. Yeah. And, and, and then moves it through different phases. So, so it's interesting to, you know, but that's just my view from the inside, you know what I mean? Well, I would have thought at the beginning, if anything, felt like, oh, this is some. I was also in the supermarket, so that might have impacted the way I felt about things. <laughs> around imposters, yeah. looking around at these people. Y'all don't know the, the musical truth I'm listening to. With your little like sales and your coupons. Yeah, you're buying, like, you're buying like butternut squash here in this shit. You're like, man, <laughs> this, is, this is not Ready to smash it on the ground. To me, yeah, the, the, And then the I listened to it again when I was walking the dogs tonight, and I was just like. That's what I told you, man. Boy. It's like yeah, the, the more I listen to it, the more I love it. Yeah, like I, I know, I, I know it. this wasn't. Um, I know it was just a matter of. Um, sorry, Z. I know this was a matter of just necessity and schedule. But this album, right? It came along in the fourth quarter. You, you know what? You know how it came, right? You know, scorching earth like Shep with them corduroys against Birdie and Motar. That's what I'm trying to say, yo. This is Shep. Shep he ain't on the roster. Yeah, he is. He right there. You got the thermal one. Corduroy thermals. <laughs> putting the, the, the jersey on, he's shooting the same jump shot, but in reverse. Yo, yo, shout, shout to Tommy Thomas Chef. That's that's, Thomas that's, my, that's my fantasy basketball rolls. team name this it's year. For Chef's you, squad. Nutso. That's what Brad says to me. It's for you, <laughs> Nutso. It's for you, Nutso. That's me, what this dummy. record is for me, yo. Coming in at the end, kicking his brother, kicking both out the nuts, throwing alley oops to Kyle, yeah. Kyle Watson. Kyle Watson. You know, I, yeah. I tried. I tried playing a record. Well, the first time I played it, I was playing basketball outside, when it was like forty-five degrees, and it was it was like kind of humid but sunny, and I was just shooting around and like fucking around, and I was like, "This, this is not the album to play." While my like my heart's pounding, and I'm like thinking about the mechanics of my jumper and like getting rebounds. I was like, "This is too." I'm I'm moving around too much when I'm listening to it. Like it's it's not the type of shit. And then I did the same thing like Alaska. It was like freezing rain, <laughs> snow, and like sidestepping dog shit and fiends walking by me with backpacks. And I was like, ah, this makes more. I, I could just be in my head with this while everything around me is like in a tailspin. And then I, I walked back to the crib and I was like, by the time I got to um, it's the last joint, Mom's Gold, because people have been hitting us on Twitter about that joint. I was like, yo, yo, more, 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 you smashed that joint. Ooh, I was going to see this from the beginning again. This shit is crazy. You smashed that. That's a mad, that's yeah, like mad I, science and shit. I wanted to do something um, that was a little more in tune with brass, with some bells or type, some type of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking about the comedian. Someone, I saw someone ask the question, is mom's Mabley? Yeah, mom's Mabley. Yeah. She's uh, um, back when like Red Fox was doing comedy, mm-hmm. she was like the one, you know. Hell yeah! And she didn't give a fuck about anything. And I just wanted to put her voice there, you know, because she just had this kind of real political kind of thing, but in this kind of style. <clears throat> but also, I wanted to make it kind of not annoying, but I wanted to 
like mix mix it up for cats who thought they were going to come and get cozy into this record. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we had a lot of support and I thought people were thinking that we were going to come to some kind of way, you know? So I wanted to put this kind of static also in there. Oh, yeah. Know? A little dissonance, a little wake you, keep you up at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like Yeah, nah. I've been waiting for that. Yeah. That was one that we had discussed, you know, early on, you were you were like, oh, I want to put a, a noise track on there. And I was like, yeah, we did. That, that's definitely. And um, and then it wasn't till the very end, I feel like you turned that in. We were already mixing the record when you turned that in, and it was so perfect. It even fit perfectly in the sequencing, everything. It's great. Woods, you got some bars I wanted to ask you about. Kudos to all of you, you, you people who actually go outside and play basketball, though. Oh, yeah. So, um, Camay said she was. Oh. No, you got y'all got that. Yeah, see, that's a, yeah, I can't play no more unless I want to be shut down. For uh, yeah, I, I'm, I feel like that would be the end, man. Tear my Achilles, first, first jumper. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to shoot around, but actually, like, play basketball? Check in, ball in? No, that's, that's, a, night, that's a nightmare waiting to happen. <laughs> For real, yo. Nah, I was out there like Shep. I was doing, like, the spin moves with no ball, like, just trying to get my, my foot. Pump, pump faking? <laughs> I love pump faking when you're playing by yourself. Pump faking is the best. Pump faking, yeah. Just All right, good. yo, Woods, check it. It goes. And break this down for me. We sack Roman ski mask, strip the Pope. Give it up fast, old man. Muzzle flash. He gave up the ghost. Nowadays, he never missed a lot. He be doing the most. Uh, you know, the convert is always the most dedicated, right? <laughs> yeah, I love that, joke. And then later on when the beat switches, um, I like this because I feel like this is all, you know, the sports fan and all of us as we've been talking throughout this it's thing. It's funny Float. because when I think about a song where I'm like, if I had like all the budget that I wanted, I would shoot that chimney video I have to let them ski all, all, all me and Kame, ski mask, all black, actually shoot it somewhere in Rome. Oh, hell yeah. It'll make somewhere look like the Vatican. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> like, you gotta have, but you have to have the diamond grills because they got to show yeah. through the ski mask. But, but mock come in, mock come in at the end and clean it up. No, in, in a pole costume. So, what's, what about these? Rolling out his prayer rug. <laughs> <laughs> what about this one? Uh, with flow so sticky, it look easy. Ken Griffey swings so pretty. It's like this nigga cheating. The form is mid-season. Faded Sports Illustrated. Used to tear the page careful and tape it to the wall. I love that, the Ken Griffey shit. That's that's and then you, on, keep, man. you, you keep going. Good. Remember, when you used yeah. to look at you used to look at this. You used to put the poster of Jordan on the wall about the dunk. And it was <laughs> yeah. like it was like man, you'd look at it and that was like everything you could think about in life was contained in that image. I um you go outside and really be practicing like yo. <laughs> I would do it. So when I went to college, yeah. my freshman year. <laughs> My whole room was covered in NBA pictures. I, I like Spreewell, Mason, the whole, I covered the whole side, but I only had one side. My roommate, he was a Jordan fan. He covered his whole side with Jordan pictures. So like, you know, of course, it, as you get a little older in college, it looks a little cheesy, but it was dope. 
It was dope for my first two semesters. Um, but yeah, I, 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 high school, I had the I had the Bo Jackson on the wall. I oh, had nice. the I had the Jordan Dunk. I had poster. the Larry Johnson full moon behind him. I had and the I, Jordan uh, Wingspan one in college. Okay. Uh, I had the uh, um, Rain Man. I had a Rain Man poster. Those nineties posters was, was real stupid though. That was the that was the era. That's the smoke yeah. with me verse, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's one of the illest verses. I mean, I didn't even hear that during the whole album. You sent no, that. No, I didn't do it like, till the end. I did I it was like, because... oh my God. And first of all, I was mad because that beat, because I, like I said, I Field heard it live. I was like, oh Lord, where did you come from? You was yeah. running like Kanye on that fucking meme on that shit. Like, you came out of nowhere. <laughs> Like smoke with me. I was like, okay, let's fucking go. The whole fifty. Good the Lord. whole fifty piece. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would actually the funny thing about that is initially I was like, yo, we're working here. So if we're gonna get this done, like I left this spot space for Mark, but also, you know, he's a busy man doing his own thing. And so all of the situations with me as a person, a lot of times I try to be prepared for what are we gonna do if something else happens. So I like been like, yo, let me let me let's look into how we could flip the beats, whatever, talk to producers. Dove had some ideas. And um and then I just once once I heard that part, I was like, yo, I thought it the, the picture just came to me instantly of what I wanted to do. And um and then when Mark at the last minute sent his thing in, I listened to it. And I was like, it was still, it still works. Like a come down from this, like, yeah, that, that song. Um, Who you with? Where it fits in the album. It's the perfect come down from the height of that fever pitch song that is the rest of Chimney. Yep. I feel um, like you did the same thing on the um, John Forte joint. Of course, I can't remember what it's fucking called. The, um, <laughs> um, scary, scary, scary hours. Scary hours. Scary hours. Like when I first got that, I was like, "Oh shit! I think we're about to have a pop hit, right?" <laughs> Hell yeah! And I was telling my partner, I was like, "Oh my goodness, we are about to have a pop hit." And then Wood sent his verse, and I was like, "Oh, this is not going to be a pop hit. This is going to be." <laughs> You know, just like you went so deep on that verse. Oh <laughs> my funny. goodness. I was happy yeah, you yeah. did. I was like, I don't know yeah. what I was thinking we were about to do, you know, like <laughs> But that's the no one where at the end I also thought that that was key because at the end that was another one where you did initially I didn't even expect you to rhyme till after John Forte, but then you were like, nah, I want to put part before that. Then you did that, and then after John, you came back with the whole. You really grounded that song by putting us in the midst of Philly in that time during that uprising and all of that, and um, after the killing, and uh, it was very visceral and grounded. Um, and it was funny because after you did that, I was like, "All right, that song and Guinness have to be attached wherever they go." I was like, we can argue about yeah. where it's going to go on the playlist, but Guinness yeah. is coming after that song. Cause I was like, oh, that was perfect. 
in Guinness, the protagonist is away from, is watching things take place from afar. Mm-hmm. You know, he's watching the, the chaos in the streets on TV, and watching the fire burn from the fire escape from, from far away, separated from, um, mm-hmm. from, from himself and society. And uh, there's a whole bunch of things happening in there that I just felt like it was the perfect counterpoint to the visceral, like more mother's narrator is in the fray. And on Guinness, you had this person who's totally outside of everything, himself even. Now, are we talking and, and the book of world records or the, um, or the, uh, the, the, uh, the no, I'm saying it. I'm in the title, Guinness. Are we talking about the beer? Or oh, we talking no, about- I, was, I, I was just, I, I can't even remember. I think I had written something initially that it, involved Guinness and then I decided not to do that course but I kept the name I don't remember I, I and it just kind of is how it it sounds dark and mulled over to me yeah. and um but yeah I was trying to I guess it, when I listen to that I hear the, the narrator person who's like um is watching all these things happen but it's afar and also it's taken place in his own a different type of looting. Uh, uh, and, um, and ultimately there's a sort of, you know, I don't know, like in that, when it's like, uh, 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 need more first thought when I get the crave. <laughs> right. Right. You know, it's like, know. <laughs> the more, you, you know, it's an empty as you bottomless it. pit, you know yeah, what I mean? As soon as you get it. I will say, though, I, I, I forgot to mention this. I'll be reticent if I didn't mention one of the illest lines on the record. Bo don't know nothing about no eight ball. All right, got to give it up. I'm, I'm telling you, man. I had the poster on my wall where half of his, <laughs> half of his locker was the Raiders and half was the Royals. <laughs> you know? That was some that was some funny shit, man. I thought I guess part of why I thought about that was I was like, nowadays if you were growing up, you would never have cut a picture out of a magazine. Oh no! Wow, like, real careful. Now. Walter Payton skying over it because you know you couldn't get that many posters. I didn't. I wasn't gonna get that many posters. The joints was twenty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were like twenty. It was like you know, uh, like, cutting, cutting out pictures out of library magazines was much more proper. Sometimes, and I had the I had the Sports Illustrated for 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 uh, that was my I got it for like Christmas gift or something a subscription one year, and then I and I kept it going for a few years. So I would sometimes yeah, you, you had take to that be careful picture out, you know. Yeah, you had to be careful for the picture and for the integrity of the magazine. Because if you're a little too overzealous with cutting out a page, yeah, 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 it yeah. can fall apart. Yeah, yeah, them joints careful. are still there. Them joints are still there. Covers is is crazy. I had the one because once Jordan was out, then Elijah was on the cover all the time. Yep. <laughs> Usually doing Patrick dirty. Oh well, you know. Excuse you. Excuse you. They played each other to a standstill in the fight. Anyway. All right, we anyway. got to we got to we got to break the party up. Um, okay. Well. So, um, are there any vinyl left anywhere? Can, can yeah, no, it's still for sale. It, uh, 
go directly to backwards. It will be on streaming um, soon, and um, and it's also with distributors. So it'll be in stores, Ooh. probably places like Rough Trade, HHV, um, and so forth. I am going to have to go because I can't get something with my computer to work, which is worrying. But um, I very much appreciate uh, you guys taking the time Anytime. and clearly actually listening to the record. Yo, man, we are scholars in this, man. We professionals. Yes, thank you so much. No, thank, thank y'all. Thank you y'all guys. for the creation. Oh, yeah, thank you. You know, this is the way we're right. going to hold this one up. We're going to hold this one up to yeah. the sun. See what happens on the 22nd. That's when the power's supposed yeah. to hit, the 22nd. You might, you might be our, our quickest to two-time uh, in the history of the podcast. For sure. Yeah, it is. God, I, think, I think Woods is a three-timer now, right? Yep. This is Woods triple. Yeah. Yeah. It is? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool coach. All right. Woods is not cool coach. No, no, no. It is funny, though, because I was like, if I did have to think, I was trying, I was talking to somebody and I was trying to make an analogy out of like playing back recording. And I should have mentioned this earlier, but I was like, I feel like playing with a, like, a lucid is like playing with Shaq. Mm-hmm. And. Warbrother is like playing with Durant. Woo! Oh, that's what I thought about. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. That's nasty yeah. with okay. that. Might do a whole bunch of different things. No, no LeBron player. That would be might me, might just have four points until the fourth, and then put in thirty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where what Shaq's going to do is we already know. <laughs> brutalize and punish. Well, he's going me. to the spot on the floor. There will be a drop step, and then it's either two or three. Well, points. It, it depends. If this is early in the season, he probably has an injury that he got over the summer and he's out of shape. So you, oh you sure, tell me, yeah, no, you tell I, me, it might be all sorts of things. But, but, but yeah, but accor- like, according to him, like, uh, Joel Embiid's out of shape. According to Shaq, Joel Embiid's out of shape. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I was like right. Durant. Um, Durant is who I think of when I think about working with Kim and just like. Uh, incredible range and ability um and will probably do something that surprises you every night long and then uh-huh. on that that's the comparison i'd make on i gotta think about this i got a couple players for you but i gotta <laughs> think about it all right so i'll talk to you guys all, all right please carry <laughs> coming all right, peace, everybody. All right. take care peace. Peace. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him.